International. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. As cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Green. Hey, we're back. Oh, I usually do the jing, 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 jing. I was about to, but you stopped me. Oh, shit. <laughs> Here, we'll do it again. Okay. But we should leave all this in because yeah. that was delightful. Obviously. And we're back. Jing, 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 jing. Hey, we are Yay. back. Now I know I can come in. <laughs> Ding, 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 ling. Folks, it is the Christmas podcast. You may have heard of it. It is Avery and Adam's, and Adam's Christmas, Christmas Committee, Committee, the, the podcast. podcast. <laughs> Shit. That's great. We're doing great. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you guys seem rusty. <laughs> no, we did no, this we last week. No, we fucking nailed it. We've never stuck that landing like that before. Nope. <laughs> Usually we have to have a handoff. That time we just all the way through baby. Yeah, definitely uh, perfectly like, synchronized. Yeah, that's not, that was all the Jamaican bobsled team lifting the bobsled up and walking <laughs> it across the finish line. That's how you do it. That was that dynamic oh. for sure. This is Avery and Adam's Christmas Committee, the podcast, the only Christmas uh, podcast that goes around the year. Except for December, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we yeah, take we a break one, to celebrate Christmas. It's <laughs> a good move. Yeah, <laughs> we all need a break. It's pretty funny, I think. Uh, it wasn't a smart move, but it was a good move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christmas uh, is a good time. Just listen to your backlog, you know. Yeah. Go back to the library. Listen to the hits. Turns out the holidays are hectic, even if you bullshit about Christmas for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. Into microphones. Yeah, we it still sucks. We, like, a we love bit. it a lot, and we talk about how much we miss it, and then when it comes around, it's like ah. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> I like Christmas more in theory. Is yeah, there are so many will, hours when, in the day. When does this check in my account? When does this check in my yeah. account? When can I go shopping? <laughs> oh no, I shop too much. <laughs> we all do. Uh, we've got a guest with us today, we as we do, do every The wonderful episode. Evan Robillet. Hey. It's me. I've been talking this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're happy to have you. Thank you. I'm happy to be on. Yeah. Some some podcasts get weird when the guest talks before they're introduced. I think that's fine. Yeah. I think you shouldn't stifle anyone. I think that's perfectly fine. We're loosey-goosey like that's that. That's good. <laughs> I love both of you so much. Oh, I love you too, bud. It's great. Podcasts that get weird about that, they remind me of the guy who you hang out with when you first start going to bars, and he like does not like when other men touch him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think be, He's a five feet away in the, in the, in the hot be, tub because they're not gay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be super funny if like I jumped Dude, in. Don't touch me! Don't touch me! I don't know you like that. I jumped, in, <laughs> I jumped in with with something to say, and then you guys were like, "Fuck it, we are starting over." How dare yeah. you? Also, the guy, he's the guy that like when you take a shot, he's like, "Look me in the eye." <laughs> <laughs> no man, that's bad luck. You gotta tap it on the bar. He also you goes around. Do this with me, bro. You gotta do this with me. Dude, when people he's tell like, me how to take shots, I'm like, "Fuck oh, you! I'm an expert." <laughs> he also goes around like, "I know everyone here, and everyone knows him, but they hate him." Yeah. <laughs> hey, Carl. <laughs> uh, we grew. We started drinking at the worst possible time culturally to go to bars. Yeah. Like, bars were awful when we started drinking. Yeah, dude. Like I was in San Antonio, so it was just all rockabilly <laughs> shit and metal bars. I did. I 
97 percent of the time i was drunk i was drunk in a bar with 70 tv screens yeah in baton rouge there's like maybe three actually good bars and the rest of them are all like sports bars mm-hmm. and they all have all the tvs on and they all have a high turnover rate of bartenders <laughs> <laughs> if it weren't for like comedy taking up most of my drinking time i'd be like into ufc right now it's like oh, not good no. <laughs> <laughs> comedy takes a lot of time and i still am into the ufc uh. <laughs> i watch it a lot <laughs> i'm sorry oh, are we gonna start? i did watch i did watch a youtube documentary about mma that was very interesting even though i didn't know there's a lot of really good about. documentaries because they're such interesting subjects because they're all kind of stupid they're all a bunch yeah. of weirdos and the guy running it is a megalomaniac He's so funny in a way that he does not understand <laughs> like the actual league you mean yeah yeah, yeah the uh, dana white dana the white the president who, like, of the ufc, UFC. Uh, he's wild yeah, he like he and his he and his two partners like bought the league for nothing in the nineties. Yeah, because they were gonna go out of business, and then they 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 were like casino moguls. Yeah, and they basically brought it into relevance, and they're great businessmen, and they turned a huge profit on it. But yeah. goddamn, they were maniacs. Yeah, that's a huge huge <laughs> business. Yeah, like I don't I don't watch it at all, and I well. They actually like just I can I can such a huge I can business. recognize someone it's, on TV and be like, oh, that guy beats so the shit out of they, people uh, for they a just, living. The other night was their first event on ESPN. Yeah, like they they're there now. So oh shit, yeah, congrats to them. Dang, Old ESPN. Yeah. Wow. Um, wait, oh, I was about to say something stupid. I was about to say like Batista was the first UFC. No, no, he was WWE. Yeah. I don't he watch was, that. He didn't do both, did he? He didn't no. do no, no. I, I, who who did both? Like Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar did both. Ken Shamrock did both. Ronda Rousey's done both. Ronda Rousey's done both. Yeah, yeah. now she just wrestles, right? Brock yep. Lesnar's so weird looking. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that dick knife on what? his chest. It's so great. It, he, yeah, he looks like a character in like a PS, like the original PlayStation uh, game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With those, like, the, they, With just, the like, characters look like, polygons. It looks yeah, like you're wearing pantyhose over yeah. your face. <laughs> like he's, got that gi- <laughs> he's got that giant sword tattoo on his back, which is exactly, which is a completely a creative character move. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give him a sword tattoo where a sword would go. <laughs> Oh, we want to start with some Christmas memories. Uh, let's go ahead. Or memory, because Me- yeah. <laughs> we ran out. Yeah, you guys have said we've, so many we've, we've, Yeah, we sure. flushed our memory. We're gonna lines. have to go go uh, get hypnotized. We, oh my god, we should go get hypnotized and get more Christmas memories. <laughs> yeah. Turns Did out I, they're all nightmares. Yeah, they're all like <laughs> yeah, super yeah. dark. <laughs> Every Christmas I couldn't remember, I was in the woods alone. <laughs> <laughs> but my wolf brethren yeah, yeah. always would make me little presents. Of Sticks and animal pelts. Yeah, I, I have I have a Christmas memory that's also a comedy memory, All which right. is always right. fun to combo those two things. Yeah. Uh, so it's our favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where I was born and raised, and started doing comedy, uh, there was a Wednesday open mic. Because you know how like most scenes have like just open mics open and close constantly. Like start mm-hmm. up and then they end like two months yeah. later because no one goes kind of thing. There yeah, was, but then there's always one that goes seven years. That was this <laughs> That was this open mic. It's, okay, it, right. it's at a place called the Station Bar and Grill, one of the sports bars I yeah. mentioned. It is a wild place. Like the inside has a bunch of like guitar as art stuff. Like has like a guitar signed by like the... The guitarist from Aerosmith, oh, and then yeah. also one with Britney Spears' face on it. Yeah. And also it has, <laughs> like, a Louisiana State University mural of, like, a tiger jumping out of the stadium, Hell and Shaq yeah. is on it, but it's, like, a horribly disfigured Shaq. <laughs> 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 this place is wacky. 
anyway, they had a Wednesday night open mic there, and it had been going on since, like, forever. Like, it, it, at the time of the story, it was going on for, like, six, seven years. Yeah. And this was seven years ago. Okay, yeah. Uh, and it's still going on to this day. And when I was first starting out, this open mic, it was a traditional open mic, but Baton Rouge is a small enough scene to where they would do, like, 15 or so open mic sets of five minutes each, and then they'd put a quote-unquote headliner. Yeah, the featured the end, comic. The, feature, the yeah. featured comic. And it was a good system because, like, a lot of comics are just traveling across the country, and there's no clubs in Louisiana. Yeah. So if you can stop in Louisiana, get a free hotel room and 100 bucks, and do 30 minutes at an open mic where you're not pressured to do well, yeah. any comic in the world will do that. That rules. <laughs> I met, met so many comics that way. Mm-hmm. I met Garfunkel and Oates at that show. Yeah. I met, you know... TJ Miller, which, yeah. whatever. Uh, I met Dave Ross. I met Ben Kronberg. Yeah. I met Kenny DeForest. Like, all these dudes came through the show. Like, yeah. Y'all awesome. ever go to an open mic where they do, like, the half-hour feature in the middle of yes. the show? No. Yes. Why would you Boy. do that? That was this show if more than 25 people signed up. They okay. put it, like, if more than 25 people signed up, they're like, all right, the headliner goes up at 10 o'clock no matter what, and then you'd follow. Why does the audience want to watch open mic They don't. That's the that. point. This open mic I You went. either have the, sh- the proper showcase and then an open mic, Right. Or not at all. It, well, here's the thing. <laughs> What's funny is that uh, it was almost like a testing ground to like if you had to follow the headliner. Yeah. Because sometimes there's only like five mm-hmm. comics after. It's like, all right, throw the newbies to the wolves. Yeah, see or, if anyone can fucking can float. I actually volunteered for that spot sometimes. I'm like, let's see if I can actually do anything yeah. after following the headliner. <laughs> oh, my it God. It was fun. But yeah, it's also kind of the, this open mic where the headliner spot was almost like a rite of passage. Like, mm-hmm. the first time the local got to headline that spot was like a big moment for them. Yeah. You know, um, they'd been doing comedy for a few months. They get to do 30 minutes, which no yeah. newbie should ever do, but yeah. it's a good test for them. And they bring all their friends who spend money at the bar. It's kind exactly. of like a win-win-win situation. Um, and that's only new comics because when you yeah. keep doing it for years and years, your friends stop coming. <laughs> well, and then, but at that point, it's just a nice like chance to just make sixty bucks. Yeah. Uh, so the first time I got asked to do that spot, mm-hmm. uh, it was scheduled for the day after Christmas. <laughs> which oh my god! Has historically <laughs> been yes. my favorite day to do comedy consistently yeah i've made the <clears throat> most money in the world wow. doing comedy the day after christmas because everyone wants to get the fuck away from their family <laughs> yeah uh and so the day after christmas i'm doing this feature spot 30 minutes which i did maybe 20 of mm-hmm. and also threw away all those jokes after it was done because <laughs> they were garbage and i knew it uh and we get to the bar it's december 26th 7 50 shows at 8 30 uh and the bar is closed <laughs> Like, they just didn't open that day. Oh, my God. And I get there, and the host gets there. He goes, what's up? I'm like, well, it's locked. And he goes, what the fuck? And I'm like, that's what I'm saying. So he calls the owner, and he goes, hey, Robert, why is the bar closed? He goes, well, we thought we were closed today. He's like, well, we still have a show. People are here. At this point, my friends had been, like, were there waiting for the show to start. Man. And so one of the the owner and, like, two bartenders showed up. To like let people in and start serving drinks. Wow, they did. They did it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's nice. That's it, how you know you're that, in like not it, a big city, dude. It was no big kidding. City. And here's the thing: it's probably the only good thing that owner's done. Yeah. <laughs> can, I hate that guy. Oh shit. <laughs> well, I, like, did they just but not communicate like, to the uh, the host? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's which is, nuts. Well, but they're like, you. there's people here, and you'll make money if you come down yeah. here. Right, right now. literally. Yeah. So in in the crowd was like probably like a, a group of like 10 of my friends mm. my two cousins that lived in the city my mom and dad showed up 
uh, you know, all the comics oh, were there. Oh, you can't disappoint your parents. No, <laughs> you're a, like you're a, you're you're doing comedy in the first place. Yeah, my parents so were they're so not supportive. Excited. My parents were they're, so supportive of oh, me. Oh, that's doing awesome. Comedy. They were at the second mic I ever did. Yeah, which but that think was if they weren't, and then you were like. Uh, the featuring. bars closed. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, you luckily, see? Luckily you see, Gerald? <laughs> luckily, they showed up late. So oh, <laughs> Then you go, oh, okay, we'll just do the show on the streets. My Everybody <laughs> sit in rows, sit in rows on the sidewalk. My, this is the bar. Yeah, my parents <laughs> had been to that show enough times that they knew that I would be going up later. So they were like, we're not going to fucking bother watching the open oh, mic spot. They're them. very yeah. smart. Uh, Why are open mics traditionally held to watch? <laughs> but so at the time, I had a joke about my ex-girlfriend that was kind of mean. Yeah. And she showed up. And my everyone knew her because yeah. we had like broken up like two months before that. Like she came to shows before, and so like during my set, people were like, "Is he gonna tell that joke that we all know he's gonna tell?" And I do. Yeah. I tell that joke, and it gets a big laugh, and then complete silence as everyone looks at her oh, for the reaction. No. And I pointed it out. I go. Everyone got quiet because a lot of people are looking at one particular person, <laughs> looking for their reaction. Honestly, fuck you. Don't look. Like, yeah, that's kind of rude. You gotta own Unless your... they like get up and storm out of the room, like you're really gonna be like, is she gonna cry? <laughs> right. But like, they already laughed. You, they, you own your reaction yeah. to the yeah. joke. Yeah. Also, she was cool with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Christmas coward. When I said kind of mean, I'm not saying I called her a bitch or anything. It yeah. was just like, ah, we broke up and that sucks. Kind of yeah. Thing. But yeah, she was she was cool with it, or whatever. But yeah, it was. Um, my mom took a picture of a, like me and a bunch of the other comics that were there that mm -hmm. night. She took a picture of us on stage, and two years later, for for Christmas gift, she gave me a blown up version of that picture Aww. that I have hanging in my room. Aww, yeah, that's so sweet. And I made sixty bucks. So. Yeah. Oh, nice. It was a pretty good day. That's a pleasant. And you memory. still have that sixty bucks today. <laughs> I, I framed it. I framed, I framed three twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I framed the sixty dollar bill the bartender gave me. Man, fake, over the, this, sure. this above board bartender. <laughs> I kept the first check I ever made. Um, from uh, from a comedy club, which is crazy because I was so poor at the time, but you like it meant that. a lot yeah. to me. It was like twenty five bucks. Oh, then yeah, I do that. Um, but like I was like, you know, I was stoked. Like, oh my god, that's my name, and that's that that and the and the person that that wrote this check, like it has the comedy club logo up at the top, and like right. this is it, man. You made I, it. I found that check like two years ago and threw it away. <laughs> 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 like that's that's uh. You know how much I care now. Do it matter. <laughs> yeah. like, it mattered to you when it mattered. Yeah, to but you. it like it had a little water damage and it was like gross yeah. looking. I should have kept it. Now I regret it. Now that I'm saying that, but in a purge the, the, when I was on like a cleaning spree, I was like, I don't need this. Right. I'm the first time I made money doing comedy was the first time I ever did comedy. Yeah. The, uh, there was an open mic uh, in downtown Baton Rouge that was so hurting for people yeah, to, they would to pay. sign up. They said, like, if it's your first time doing comedy, we'll give you five bucks. Whoa. Oh, my God. So I made five Hell bucks yeah. the first time. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, really. that was their last open mic ever. <laughs> oh, man. But I got in. You got that fiver, dude. <laughs> That's right. You got the last of the fives. <laughs> <laughs> it's tight, though. It's in my bio still. Yeah. <laughs> Avery, I think uh -huh. it's time for the naughty and nice list. It's a naughty and nice list. Ooh, yeah. It's the naughty and nice list. Sometimes you're naughty and sometimes you're nice. You're going to get some coal or you're going to get a present. Everyone knows that that's the price that you pay when you decide to be good or bad. Because this is a naughty and nice list. And guess what? 
your dad's not your dad. I got weird at the end. Yeah. No, uh, that was the part that made sense to those me. Those were the <laughs> best ones I've ever done. Yeah, and then that I, was nice. <laughs> and it then was... my brain immediately, like, I was just searching for rhyming words. Um, <laughs> uh, it kind of, it like, kind of reminded me of this movie Nicole and I watched over the weekend. Yeah. It's called Enemy. It's by Dennis Villanueva. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't mind me spoiling the ending. No. Go for it's it. It's kind of like an intense thriller where a guy... Uh, find someone who looks exactly like him uh-huh. and he starts like uh, following this guy and they're, like their lives like get closer and closer uh-huh. and then just at the end literally the main character walks around the corner and there's a gigantic spider in the room and then the movie ends. Oh, what? <laughs> 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 Why? That is know. insane. Enemy? <laughs> Yeah, enemy. Yeah. The spider was the yeah. enemy. <laughs> Spiders are what? the enemy, so that makes Why sense. Why do people think that like like that you know? I don't know what <laughs> I, what my I'm, question was man, gonna be. Uh I love I love this uh it's definitely some very big symbolism going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. <laughs> Well, it is time for the naughty and nice list. We got a big one for the naughty list. Yeah, uh, yeah we kinda, a lot we, of people have been naughty lately. Well, uh, we were talking before the show. This we is had, an umbrella. We had yeah, we have naughty an list. umbrella. There was an event that went on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the March for Life. A March That's for Life. It's, it's a yep. pro life march. Uh, the March happens Dimes. every January in Washington D.C. I know because my high school was one of the high schools that would go every year. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, no. I don't think anyone from my high school did. I never went, but like we I, definitely had some pro life. Like there were pro life people, though. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I like never went see personally, you at the pool, but yeah, kids. I went to a small, not Catholic school, and the Catholic church I went to was really small, uh, so they didn't have the money to send people to the, yeah. uh, to the rally, but they gave us brochures and stuff, uh-huh. so you got to read all about it. Yeah, how it's bad. I just think it's so mean <laughs> it sucks and not it's, christian at all yeah and it's just like and it's so weird to see just like uh like it's it's a fight for women's rights and then like who who shows up but uh a bus full of like 90 16 year old kid boys. boys yeah who like don't care one way or the yeah. other why they're there. No, They've like I mean, never even seen boobs in real life yet. I mean, I can tell you exactly the the people who like go they're to this so thing. bored by the idea of defending abortion that they took that they took like diverted off and like went to be racist for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like because uh, like I said, my high school w- was one of the high schools that would go every year, and it's it's a lot of boys who don't understand women's autonomy. Mm-hmm. And then it's also a lot of misguided girls who yeah. have been trained by the Catholic Church to think that like abortion is literally murder. Yeah, and so it, it's it's also kind of this whole thing where it's like they go for this serious topic, but then on the trip there and for a few days, it's a fun trip in the snow, mm-hmm. especially yeah. from my school in Louisiana where we never saw snow. Yeah, so that's part of the appeal is you get to go to the cold. Oh, you get to go see winter. Exactly, that's <laughs> legitimately one of the things. <laughs> like they get they get these branded beanies, they get yeah. all this stuff. They keep his memorabilia. That's they, so weird. They're all posting on Instagram like their snowball fights that they're having and shit. What the fuck? Yeah. 
Here, uh, here, here is me in my class uh, screaming at the baby murderers, <laughs> and then here we are, the Smithsonian. <laughs> yeah, there's T Rex. <laughs> Pat Dean told me a local legend. Pat Dean told me naughty list a, member Pat Dean, <laughs> not a permanent naughty list member Pat Dean, but for reasons that only he knows. Uh, uh, Pat it told me that there's a typo on the Lincoln Memorial. What yeah. really? It's spelled like Lincoln Park. <laughs> no, like like in like in the in the the like the engraving of like a speech or whatever it says. Yeah. At the Lincoln, I've never been to DC or seen it. Yeah. Um, but like you can see where they fixed a letter. Like the letter was wrong. It's a uh-huh. typo. Yeah. So that's oh, pretty what, funny. Yeah. Wh- when the did that Lincoln go off? fucking man- uh, uh, I don't know. Memorial. The memorial. <laughs> the Lincoln. Mem- the Lincoln menorah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lincoln, oh, Lincoln. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I thought that was pretty silly. Yeah. You um, think you'd spell check the Lincoln Memorial? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That, that's a minor <laughs> memorial. Yeah. No one's going to remember Lincoln anyway. <laughs> so we all agree that uh, Covington Catholic and all other Catholic schools should be raised and the ground should be used uh, for uh, crops to feed the homeless. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> And make them go to public school. <laughs> Send those kids to public school. <laughs> That'll fix them. <laughs> yep. You ready to get your ass beat, you little yeah. piece of shit? <laughs> this this <laughs> particular Creep. story has so many Naughty List members. Yeah. Like yeah. from top to bottom. Yeah. Including so most recently Savannah Guthrie of the Today Show, who's interviewing that smug little prick who was in the face of that uh, uh, in, uh, indigenous person. Look, there are two sides to each story, and we're going to be sure to only get the race. Racist one, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I saw some people on uh, on the internet, uh, friends of mine, that were like, "Let's observe, like, let's look at both sides of the story." New footage is coming out, and the whole time I'm just like, "No, I don't want to. <laughs> I, I don't the, give a fuck. There's no excuse for both, that." But like, the thing is, both sides, both I sides hold- are evidence. It's not like it's not like you can't say both sides. There are two sides to the story, and then just pretend like we haven't already seen both of them. Yeah, we've seen both sides, and, then, like, and they're in the there wrong. There was also some video from these girls who were, like, were yeah, walking were, past, they were, and they were like yelling at these yelling girls. Yelling them about rape and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, it's not rape if you like it, or something like that. Right. Yeah, that's, they're horrible kids, and, it's like a, and they deserve to get their fucking ass. There's plenty beat. of good experiences I had. I used to be a pacifist, at, I'm right. not anymore. Like, I, I went to a Catholic beat. high school, I had a good time, I had a lot of good stories, I had a lot of good experiences, and these are the worst types that consistently come out of them. Yeah. Like, there's no ignoring that these kinds yeah. of kids it's constantly also, it's pop It's a out. really wealthy school. It's not like a, it's right. not like a inner city Catholic school or something. Like, I went to, like, a Catholic school that were, like, it wasn't. Mine was a mid-range Catholic school. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. like, a super private, exclusive, Same. like, all-white kind of thing, you know? Right. Which is what uh, this apparently is. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck Covington Catholic High. Uh, the first the first person I had on the naughty list this week because this happened a little before then this would happen on Friday. Uh-huh. Uh, Ben Shapiro, yeah, was scheduled to speak permanent, at this March for Life permanent naughty list. And in his uh-huh. speaking time, he set up his podcast equipment and just did a live recording podcast with d- doing like live ad reads in the middle of it. That was the funniest part of this whole story. Incredible was the live ad reads. Incredible showmanship. And halfway through the show, he uh is 
owning the libs with logic and saying, hey, uh, a true pro-life person, they wouldn't go back in time and kill baby Hitler because baby Hitler is a baby. He's not Hitler yet. So you wouldn't kill baby Hitler. You would, you know, take uh, get, put him with a set of good parents and like everybody like clapped in the audience. Yeah, just a. Just a real bonkers argument. Incredible, <laughs> loving that baby Hitler. Yeah, d- a different, a different environment. And would here's have something that I never hear talked about. Which Why not just true, go to World War One and kill Hitler? <laughs> he was fighting in it. At what, at what age does Hitler become Hitler and not just a baby? For, that is a question that a real philosopher would ask. Yeah, but the cool kids philosopher Plato is like, well, he's not Hitler. Asked he asked that same question. Yeah, there's the allegory of the cave. Yeah. And baby Hitler. Because we're his two symposiums. A true yeah. pro-life person. Wait, was that Socrates or Plato? Allegory of the cave. The ca- Plato, right? Yeah. yeah. A true a true pro-life person would not abort baby Hitler. A true pro-life person would put Hitler in a cave facing the wall and allow him to experience <laughs> the shadows. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, Ben Shapiro is definitely on the naughty list. Yeah. Um, who else I got? I got somebody on the naughty list. Okay. The UCB four. The UCB four. UCB four. You get some cool. For those of you who might not in know. In your improvised stocking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The UCB four are uh, Amy Poehler, uh, Matt Besser, Matt Walsh, and Ian Roberts. They run uh, Upright Citizen Brigade, which has uh-huh. which has four theaters, two in New York City and two in Los Angeles. Uh, a couple weeks before Christmas, they had a bunch of layoffs. Yeah. Um, and they had a big meeting their with lo- their location in. Where is it? Uh, they had two in the East Village. It's not doing well. It's right? not doing well. Uh, they have two locations, the East Village and um, Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. They clo- They had one in Chelsea, but they closed it to open one in Hell's Kitchen because they thought it would be they would get more people. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that's not necessarily the case. The company is losing money. Uh, and so they had a bunch of layoffs right before Christmas. And they told everyone, we might have to have more layoffs. We might have to close UCB East. Uh-huh. But that probably won't happen for another few months. Right. And just about a week ago, so less than a month after this yeah. meeting, they announced that they're closing UCB East. Ugh. And also uh, their big festival that they do every year, the Dell Close Marathon, where uh, improv teams from around the country go to New York mm-hmm. and like participate in this like round the clock Yeah, improv experience. Marathon. It's like a 24-hour thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, they're mov- they moved it to L.A. And also they announced with the closing of UCB East that the Del Close Marathon will be closed to outside improv troops. It's only going to be only UCB students, troops yeah. and, and, certain, like a, yeah. and certain L.A. improv troops. Because there are certain people who do improv that are too big to turn away. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really shitty to do that. Because like, the Del Close Marathon was something that like a lot of people looked forward to every mm-hmm. year. So, yeah. Uh, so like that kind of sucks, and they sucks a lot. Uh, yeah, they, and they have they ha- go to the, they hold these uh, meetings where usually Ian Roberts uh, and Matt Besser are talking, uh-huh. and their students and their employees will be like, will ask why aren't uh, we getting paid for shows? Yeah, why are uh, why are teams having to pay for coaches? Why? Uh, why isn't the theater paying for coaches? Yeah. Like that kind of thing. All very valid points. Yeah. yeah. 
And the these uh, guys, uh, Seth Simons, he's a journalist who's done a lot of, uh, he's written for The Outline uh-huh. um, and Paste, but he's done a lot of reporting on this the last couple of months. Yeah. Uh, so read, read some of the stuff he's written about this. Yeah. But the UCB forward teams, they're really adamant that they're trying to just make this environment for people to learn and grow where they're not necessarily going to make money here, but you'll get like exposure because mm-hmm. people look at UCB. The classic artist the dilemma. Cla- yeah, the classic yeah. paid and exposure arguments. Um, yeah, I just, man, improv is a racket. <laughs> and it sucks. Yeah. Well, it sucks that it sucks that most improv theaters follow this model. Yeah, yeah. That's what sucks about it. And this is also like an argument against organized improv theaters. Like I had a short form group that was just like its own thing. Uh-huh. Super mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Had a had a great time. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, but like, yeah, but organized no, pay theaters. to play really upsets me. Yeah. So I don't think you should have to pay to do your art. Agreed. I mean, that's that's. Uh, like private lessons are one thing, you know. Yeah. But like actual performance and like renting out a gallery to show off yeah. your art if it's like a, it's like paintings yeah. or photography. Like, That's all. But but you but of, I just I I have a a really like fundamental problem with the way that most improv theaters are structured, and I think it's really really shitty. Same. You see before on the naughty list, Avery. Did you have anybody else for the naughty or nice list? No. Evan, you have some people for that. Yeah, I've got uh, two for the naughty list and one for the nice list. Perfect. Okay. First nice list, my girlfriend. She's cool. Natalie. Oh, yeah. yeah she's great. She uh, made some posters for uh, your podcast. Yeah, I, I host a movie podcast, and she does posters every week, uh, putting uh, my co-host and I, Derek's faces, along with our guests, on the poster for the movie we talked about. They're really fantastic. It's super funny. Check out my Twitter and look yeah, at them. The one yeah. the one I'm on is excellent. Yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> I think the one, the one Avery's on is my favorite. It may, yeah, I, yeah, I like that, one, that one. It's the Caddyshack. We did Caddyshack. It's, it's, she did like a great film grain yeah. for our faces. Oh, too. It was so good. But Which man... You're 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 Kevin McAllister, right? In Home Alone, yeah. it's just it it's is so, great. so cute. And so yeah. You and Derek are the uh, the sticky band. Yeah. yeah, I laughed so hard when I yeah, saw. Yeah, so my it. my girlfriend goes on the nice list for that one. Yeah, yeah. thanks, uh, Nat. Then my two for the naughty list. My first one, my uncle Eddie. Eddie, what'd you do? Eddie. Uncle Eddie Palubenskis. I'll give his full name. He's he's on Wikipedia, so you can look <laughs> him up. He is in the Australian Basketball Hall of Fame. Okay. Fun fact. Uh, he was a, a professional basketball player, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was growing up, he was the coach for Shaquille O'Neal at Louisiana State University. Okay. That's one of his shoes. And has gone on to do like paintings and such of Tiger Stadium. Uh-huh. So he's lived a full life. Yeah. And here's the thing about my Uncle Eddie. You'd think that if a guy was doing all that, he'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And so he'd be on the nice list for doing something cool. Uh, no. No. I see him constantly, and I don't think he knows what my name is. <laughs> Literally, every family gathering, he would just sleepily look up and go, I go, hey, Uncle Eddie. He goes, oh, hey, how's your dad? <laughs> Never acknowledge me by name. I don't think he's ever acknowledged. Even at my parents' funerals, I don't think he wow. acknowledged me by name. I don't think he knows what it is. What a dick. Yeah. What a total asshole. The only good thing he's done is he's responsible for one. Is he one, a drunk? I think. Yeah. Probably. They do They do some prescriptions. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's probably like popping pills and yeah. having a martini. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the only so good I'm thing sure he's he done. He knows your name, but he can't recall it at the that's time. That's also because ooh. he's fucked up. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, because I've I've got I've got some family members like that for so, yeah. sure. Where they're like, uh, like Avery, uh, uh yeah. Angie's daughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, that one! Yeah. I got mistaken. How are the skits? Yeah. Oh my god! How are those skits going? <laughs> you know, you could have so much material about us. Yeah. <laughs> do you uh, do you talk about your family and your skits? <laughs> my aunt Hazel said, "If well, only they did anything interesting." <laughs> she goes, uh, "Honey, we knew you were funny, but I didn't know you were actually funny." Oh my god! Oh, that's I was a good like, one. "What?" <laughs> she was like, "Well, that you do stand up now," and I was like, "Yeah." For 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing For it. For a decade, bitch. <laughs> like, this isn't a we, new development. Yeah, you follow me on Facebook. What do you think I... Uh, that's literally all I talk about. I was at... <laughs> I didn't know you were trying those jokes. <laughs> my, my brother People. still brings this one up. We were at my grandmother's funeral one time, uh-huh. and I was talking to uh, my dad's cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... She was talking to me about comedy, and I was giving pretty generic, like, oh, yeah, it's fun, you know, yeah. ha- having a good time. Yeah, you just wanted to end. Staying busy. <laughs> and then my older brother walks up, and she says probably the most insulting thing in the world. She looks at my brother Jeremy and goes, oh, no, Jeremy, why don't you do comedy? You're funny. <laughs> like, to my face. And I was like, oh, thank you. So I'm not? Like, yeah. And my brother literally, I, I see him... Pretty pretty uh-huh. often, and he brings up. I think every time I see him, <laughs> he's like, "I'm the funny one, so why don't I do comedy?" Yeah, thank you. Like, well, you don't. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, Uncle Eddie, naughty list for Fuck sure. Fuck Uncle Eddie. But there's always that person in the family who is like wildly funny in the moments. Yeah. In the, oh, when, my family's hysterical. Yeah. My family is a funny family, but yeah. they can't do it on stage. No, no they're that's kind totally- of racist. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't have the courage. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like to like when like my cousin's like, man, I'm fucking funny, dude. And I'm like, yeah, but you would never have it's, the balls <laughs> to do this. Right. It's a completely different thing. Do you know thing. how much it sucks? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of not torture. fun shit. <laughs> Comedy isn't just the highlights I post yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> you have to keep a diary. <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm an adult with a diary. Don't look at my secrets. <laughs> Who's your other naughty list? Uh, well, so is, I think this is a first for you guys. Okay, I'm not gonna say his name. Uh-huh. God. A mis- <laughs> uh huh. God. Yahweh. Uh, Yahweh. Naughty list. Totally out. Uh, but this guy, he does things in the public eye. I mm-hmm. won't call him a comedian, but he does open mics. Okay. In Louisiana. Okay. If any Baton Rouge comedians are listening, they know exactly who I'm talking about already. Okay. Um, in fact, that picture that my mom took of the first time I headlined, uh-huh. uh, he was in it, and his arm is around me. I had my girlfriend send me a picture oh of that picture. Oh, my god! I sharpied his face out ah. of the picture. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm having Avery <laughs> look at it right now. <laughs> Little baby <laughs> Evan's also wearing a tie and a vest in the picture. Uh. That's from 2012, yeah. Who's on the front? Is that Lane? That's Lane Lyon on oh. the front. Oh, yeah. 
He's a little. Yeah, me and Lame are. <laughs> you guys are both little. We're so we're such babies in that. Mike Honore is in that. Uh, Hi, I couldn't. Okay, I couldn't see that you had a drink in your hand, so it looked like you were just presenting your hand in an odd <laughs> <all the> way. <laughs> yeah, there's some really funny people in this picture. Mike Honore, Lane Long, yeah. like Robert Rao, Will Merrill, John Lombard. They're all in this picture, and one other guy whose face I've sharpied out. This guy is this guy is the biggest piece of shit I think I've ever met. Uh. The first instance, like the first incident that caused all this was I was hosting that open mic we were talking about earlier uh-huh. one night and he went up on stage and this is about three months after the Hannibal Burris thing happened. Yeah. He spends five entire minutes defending Bill Cosby. And by the way, three months after Hannibal Burris did that, that bit about Cosby, there were only a dozen and a half women out at that point. Yeah. Only a dozen and a half. Uh, yeah, not that much. Not that many. <laughs> not enough to be taken seriously, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, during this... Those are only, like, uh, Dahmer numbers. Like, not that much. Right. <laughs> and look, people, people can accuse me of taking his quote-unquote jokes out of context if they want. Yeah. No joke is funny enough to justify some of the things he said. Like, yeah, for you, instance, you were quoting some of it earlier. Yeah, he said uh, every single one of those women was an actress who failed at fucking her way to the top. Yeah. And if you don't want to suck a dick, close your mouth. That's the worst one. That's That one made my jaw drop when so, you yeah, said that's it. A, like I said, if you're trying to make jokes, you've got to... You're doing, wrong. You're doing a, it wrong. Not, it's not a good joke. Even in context, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, it, there's see, not much context to add. Yeah. It's not, that's... Not, that's uh, if you don't want to... If, if you don't want to suck a dick line, that sounds like a joke that I've seen a lot of like open mic people do. Uh-huh. Probably. He's a hack, And so. immediately after they tell the joke, they make this face like... Yeah, and so I, as the shrug. host i had to go and defuse the situation as soon as he was done yeah. with his five minutes of yeah. killer bits uh and the first thing i said got a big laugh yeah. i just went well i don't think so and so knows what rape is <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably where i should have stopped yeah. i'll admit i probably shouldn't have said anything else yeah. but i did i did say the next thing which was you know what kind of person says that stuff about rape? A, a rapist. rapist. <laughs> oh, and call him a rapist. Yeah. <laughs> and then he took, he, he took me outside. And this is also where he lost credibility with his arguments. He said things like, comedians don't call out other comedians. I go, yeah, they do. We're the only ones who can. Yeah. Right. We're literally <laughs> the last line of defense. He goes, well, people were laughing. And I said, people are idiots. <laughs> people laugh at a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. You've not been to any show yeah, where the good okay. comics yeah. bomb and the bad comics do well. We've all been to those shows. Yeah. You're telling me they the guy who- Every day. You <laughs> tell me the guy who does like internet jokes deserves a Netflix special over Avery Moore? No. <laughs> certainly not. So his all his what's arguments. This, what's this comics don't call out other comics? Like yeah, literally okay. the uh, moment. Yeah, we, we literally, all we do is talk shit and yeah. call people out. Yeah, no, also, like, so mother, real, the also, moment he said that. Like I was a like, bro code. The moment he said they go, oh, so you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's so all like, I can say. Motherfucker, this is an open mic. Like you yeah. showed up here. You didn't have to do anything to no, come here. Also, also, this is one of the most vitriolic industries in the yeah. world. And that's also like Everybody's open mics. Everybody's just scratching the fucking open, call yeah. somebody are the, out. Open mics are the place where that's supposed to happen. Like, yeah. Like as small as, hey, dude, I don't know if you did it on purpose, but that thing you did was a Louis C.K. joke. Yeah. Like that's where that happens like we're supposed yeah. to like 
defend like hey just so you're hey, aware hey man i don't know if you were aware i just let you know bill cosby bill, bill cosby is a rapist <laughs> yeah, <I don't> know. <laughs> so that was the first thing that happened and from that point I don't on like parallel thinking but yeah. <laughs> from that point on we, we were on bad terms yeah pretty obviously uh yeah he would just get in my face about shit from that point on for, for anything yeah uh then after my dad died literally a week after my dad died my he came up to me at that same open mic uh-huh Got in my face, poked me in the face while talking to me. By the way, uh, and said a weird thing. He's too. He's <laughs> insane. And he said, Doink, he, like the three. <laughs> he's three stooges yeah. in you right now." And he, uh, <laughs> he during this talk, he's like he holds out a fist, like hit me on the fist, boy. <laughs> he circles it around and bonks on the head. <laughs> during this discussion, he called my recently deceased father a racist. What? Which, by the way, my dad was always supportive of the local comedy scene. So even if he was, you owe him. Please, yeah. come yeah. down. Uh, he bought lots of alcohol at these shows. We're the reason we're still in business. And then <laughs> said that if I kept talking shit about him, I'd see him sooner rather than later. So that's a death like, threat. Well, I'm looking at you right now, bud. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. and here's the thing. Right. Basically, he would just do things to try and get me to call him the N-word. Yeah, but he's all, he's all bark and no bite. Right. Uh, then there was another open mic that was happening like across the street from that one. And... Anytime he was on stage, I would just quietly walk out the back door and not hear what he had to say. Uh-huh. Uh, and by the way, he spent more time than he did think uh, on stage just talking shit about me. Yeah. Not by name. He never said my name on stage, but like yeah. literally it's all just Baton Rouge comics. So we yeah. all know that you're talking about me. And then when I go on stage, he would literally just boo me for four minutes from the back of the this room. This guy's a dick. Wow. He's the worst. He also, I hope I never have to meet he's him. He's also a grandstander like... Uh, whenever it was one person's bir- like the host's birthday, he got this the host like a big gift and made a big show of it during his time on stage. Like, you know, we got you a gift, Will. Here you go. We oh, it, here's a no. card signed by what all of us. Freak, dude. This He's guy insane. is crazy. God. He's Who insane. gets an open mic host a fucking present? No. It's so, and then like one time he was like he, he <laughs> entered the circle of comics that was like talking to the uh-huh. mic and he was like a uh, hey to everybody except this cocksucker over here and pointed at me and I went okay. What? <laughs> this is shit I dealt with literally, literally doing the no, Twitter no, no. Uh, good morning to everyone except for yeah. Evan <laughs> literally so like it, I, I dealt with this shit weekly literally w- at least once a week for four years oh that and, sucks uh, and the, the only part that I really complain about because whatever I'll deal with an insane person who huh. cares uh, he dragged my friends into it sometimes like yeah. our mutual friend Audrey Porche uh-huh. uh, he like said that Audrey only sides with me because I'm Audrey's friend, and Audrey had to go, no, 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 I hear both of your arguments, and I agree with Evan whenever I hear them. Yeah. I don't just agree because he's my friend. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> it's just like whenever it escalated to a point where we got on a screaming match, which happened like three or four times, mm-hmm. I would get equal blame for the screaming match. I'm like, I don't get any credit for the 98% of the time when I, I say nothing. I don't go off on him? Yeah. No. I could go off on him every week, but yeah. I don't. <laughs> so literally, I couldn't go into detail about every incident because it was four years yeah. of this shit. And I literally am so happy to be away from him in, in yeah. Baton Rouge that like, it's like, he's honestly, he was such a burden to my life that like I took time off comedy sometimes just to get away from him. Yeah. Like, I can't deal with him sometimes. And he, Jesus. I'm, he's also a reason where I've... I've completely disavowed any drama in comedy because because he was doing that shit, I got labeled a drama queen in Baton Rouge by yeah. some people. So fuck it. 
Fuck it, dude. He's on You're the naughty Austin list. Now. <laughs> That's right. I'm in Austin and people hate me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't say anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> no one hates you. Thank and if you. that motherfucker comes around, we'll have something to say about it. I'll show and you. That's the word of every <laughs> Don't worry. After this is over. the sweet I'll chin be- music, <laughs> mystery man. I'll, I'll show you his very pathetic IMDb page. After <laughs> this. Oh, please do. <laughs> uh, I'll be looking for. Old, what's his name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had one more for the nice list, but we're running out of time. So the favorite is good. Uh, it's, the favorite is on the <laughs> nice, nice list. list. All right, it's going on the nice list. You get a yeah. present, movie. <laughs> okay, next. <clears throat> uh, so I want to do this segment. We haven't done it in a while. Yeah. I think literally... I think Jared Hawley was the last time we did it. It was. Uh, we're bringing it back, folks. Yeah, Jared's been gone since October. It's a big hit. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Christmas advice. Christmas advice. Jingling. Ding, ding, jingling, <laughs> ding, ding, jingling. What do I do? <laughs> Help me. <laughs> the tree is up my ass. <laughs> my tree is black. I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, I've got... Uh, I've got advice questions from a mix of sources, some from Reddit, some from advice columns, and one, finally, one from our email accounts. One, and I know who it's from. I do, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is our first email. (laughs) We've been doing this podcast for a year, and this is the first time anyone's emailed in to ask yeah, us we some keep, advice. Yeah, we keep wanting people. By the way, if you're listening, uh, the Christmas pod at gmail.com. Yeah, Email we should us. probably like tweet about it more, but yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I don't think our friends really need Christmas job. advice. <laughs> 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 All right, let, let's shoot. I'm excited. Okay, uh, okay, here we go. Uh, this uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna save the email one for last. Okay. <clears throat> My father complained to my wife that the Christmas presents I bought for him and his partner weren't good enough. He is 66. I bought them some artisan chocolate, which he described as broken chocolate because it came wrapped in a clear plastic bag. It was from a small local business that hand wraps items. And a handmade candle that was called crappy by his partner. Given that they're both wealthy, retired, own three houses, and enjoy numerous holidays each year, should I feel bad that I don't push the boat out in buying expensive gifts for them? Should I have bought the grumpy old git an iPad or a drone? Their presents to us were the usual haul of thoughtless jumpers and biscuits and wrong-sized clothes for the grandchildren they never see, all bought in the same supermarket. Thanks. Sorry. I'm still angry. I bet you get loads of letters like this at this time of year. Yes, we do, actually. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, don't feel bad. Fuck those Yeah, don't feel men. bad. What the fuck? The fact what that you got psych- him chocolate from a local uh, chocolatier or whatever yeah, they're called. That yeah, Like, that's well, impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want my chocolate to be in a tube shape around nougat and We got peanut. you a snack. Snuggie from Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your shitty chocolate. Yeah, uh, fuck give me, those guys. I don't like broken chocolate. The closest I like is Kit Kat. That's almost broken chocolate. <laughs> that one you have like, to break what a Three broken? What a wacky person. Yeah, fuck those people. That okay. Sucks. What's the next one? Here's another one. Uh, <laughs> my husband's sister recently got married, and none of us can stand her husband, Blake. <laughs> he is an arrogant, rude know-it-all who has never said one pleasant thing to anyone in the family since we met him. It's all about how much more he knows about everything than the rest of us. We now dread family functions if Blake is going to be there. I'm afraid someone in the family is going to break and either chew him out or punch him. 
I'm also afraid <laughs> that it's only a matter of time until he starts treating his wife like the rest of us. How do they know that he's not? He probably is. <laughs> is it appropriate for someone to have a private talk with Blake or my sister-in-law about his treatment of us? My sister-in-law is the sweetest person, and I don't want to tell her how much we hate her husband. Should we just grin and bear uh, grin and bear him for her sake? No. No, family's overrated. You <laughs> <laughs> I, Yeah, either disinvite them or talk to the sister-in-law and you be like, gotta hey, talk are to you the okay? sister-in-law. I can't believe you haven't done that already. Yeah, not you're, frankly. Your husband uh treats us in a horrible manner. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you if he if he acts like that in public, how do you know what kind of person and he also, is? And also when I say family's overrated, doors. I don't mean that family sucks. I love my family. I yeah. adore them even. But like I always hate that argument like, oh, you should deal with your family if Just they deal suck. with it. No. no. If your family sucks, yeah. they suck. You don't have to. Yeah, if you had a shitty family, like, we've done that in my family. We have a shitty family member. Uh, Bye-bye. Yeah. We don't want to see you anymore. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. Fuck Nothing wrong guy. with that. Fuck Blake. That's what I'm saying. Fuck Blake. you, Blake. Blake is in scare quotes, but I hope it's actually Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Blake. We'll call him Blake because his name is Blake. Yep. <laughs> All right. Next one. Next one. We got. These are easy. I know. Uh, I haven't gone gray to the, area. I haven't gotten to the Reddit ones yet. Those are a little trickier. Yeah. Those are uh, the the morals there are a little little <laughs> stretchy. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's do a fucking Reddit one, baby. All right. Um, I fucked my sister, who's also my boss. What do I do? <laughs> Why won't they make a porn of us? That's all Reddit is sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I like going on Reddit, r slash uh, Austin. It's just the weirdest complainy people. <laughs> okay. They don't know how good Austin is compared to other places. <laughs> they never will. I always see complaints on that subreddit. I'm like, you've never been to Louisiana. You yeah. don't know. You don't know what Congrats like. on even having roads. <laughs> yeah, you fucking spoiled brats. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, this, one's kind of, this one's kind of involved. Okay. Backstory. My parents wanted me and my brother to stay at their house overnight for Christmas Eve. My girlfriend has trouble sleeping alone, so I decided to take her with me for the night. Now, my girlfriend and my brother had a weird relationship a while back, and he was manipulative enough that she developed some strange tendencies about him, similar to that of an abusive relationship. So... Uh, his backstory is already getting his, fishy. Already, it sounds like he and his brother dated the same person. Yeah. Um, okay, the event. My girlfriend and I are going to sleep. I pass out and wake up 15 minutes later to the sound of distant moaning. I get out of bed and the hair stands up on the back of my neck as I realize that my girlfriend is not in my room. I sneak out into the hallway and I hear my girlfriend giggling and laughing from my brother's room. I hear her whisper, be careful. I march straight into my brother's room where I find my brother pretending to be asleep but still obviously breathing heavily and my girlfriend laying next to him. She still has her clothes on, and she acts like nothing is going on, but she's being a little defensive. Nothing is going on. He's, he, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just napping with your brother. Your brother's having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> your brother was breathing heavily, yeah. so I came to lay by him. <laughs> just a jet of coffee out of nowhere. Uh, nothing. Um, That's the demons. Yep. I ask her what happened, and she eventually admits that he had kissed her. She also later admits that she was moaning because he was touching her. She started off saying that she stopped him as soon as she could, and that she only went in there to talk to him. So he, like, assaulted her? Is that what she's saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, or, I, you know, one thing led to another. Uh, okay. But why would she go in to talk to him? 
Right. Well, at they three in the morning, about. especially. Yeah. <laughs> and it, we're, isn't it weird how we're not fucking right now? <laughs> Just like throwing random conversation topic I thought of. I brought up that she could have left a lot sooner and that I could hear her moaning and she admired that she didn't intend for things to get sexual, but she did let it happen because she still had feelings for him. Girlfriend drove back home in the middle of the night and I soon did the same, sending my parents a quick heads up explaining why I left. Now I'm getting texts from both my parents saying that they are sad that I left and the family should stick together. My mom said that she's sorry I got caught up between my brother and girlfriend, which makes me feel like she didn't respect my relationship with her and that it was always more about her and my brother. They want me to hear my brother's side of the story. He has a history of using women, and my parents usually respond with, he's just not a relationship guy, even though he uses obvious manipulation tactics. What I really- the fuck? <laughs> Uh, Listen, listen, you should listen to your brother's side of the story. He's a piece of shit. (laughs) Doesn't that clear everything up? Fuck him. Doesn't that clear everything up, honey? I really thought my parents would have my back on this one. Why does it feel like they care less about my situation and just want me to forgive my brother so we can have a normal Christmas? What do I do? Honey, honey, your brother is an alpha and you're a beta. (laughs) Deal with it. Uh, You're a beta (laughs) O'Rourke. You will never become a senator. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. I would stay home. I would stay home. I wouldn't go back. Yeah, that sounds like everyone. Yeah, break but, up. Now, look, I'm sure that that's a clearly biased interpretation of the story. But even unbiased, it sounds like no one's in the clear here. Yeah, no, that sounds yeah. really shitty. Your girlfriend cheated on you at Christmas in with your parents' your house with your brother. Yeah, but then do you want to hang out with your brother? No. No. Right. Fuck no, your everyone, brother. Everyone there sucks. Yeah, that yeah. sounds horrible. He did the right thing by leaving. Right. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Awful. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's were, my advice. All right. I thought you were saying hang out with your family still. No. 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 Go home. Okay, yeah. Fuck your family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's I a understand. lot of fuck your family. That's what this uh, episode should be called. Like fuck I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Like I. Uh, I understand the parents wanting the family to stay together for Christmas, but like these are extenuating cir- yeah. circumstances. Yeah. You have to take into consideration. Uh, This one starts out, hi, everyone. So I lost my job three weeks ago, and my wonderful boyfriend thought that he would be a gr- it would be a great idea not to spend much on my Christmas gift this year because he knew that I wouldn't be able to buy him an expensive gift. He told me that he spent approximately $50 on my gift. The thing is, I just received money from the government, and guess what? First thought that came to my mind was to buy him a nice gift. He asked for a turntable, which costs approximately $250. He knows I received some money, and now he told me that he feels bad about buying me something cheap. I told him not to worry, but the truth is I am fucking pissed off. I'm thinking of buying him the turntable just so he feels cheap. By the way, when I work, I make 40k per year, and he makes 80k. He bought a $300 gift for his mom. All of his gifts in the wish list range from 75 to $300. He never asked me what I wanted, but felt free to make a list for himself. Uh, okay, uh, I usually don't care much about gifts, but what pisses me off is the way he thinks. We've been together for a year and a half. Uh, my mom died two months ago, just got laid off, and my boyfriend is being cheap with me. Uh, I honestly don't know how I'm going to enjoy what? enjoy these holidays. Jesus. Break up with him. I know. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. You lost your job, so I'm going to get you a cheap gift because you can't get me a nice right. gift? Uh, he fucking sucks. Yeah, it's like a, it's very. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't want you to feel bad about the gift you give me, so I'm gonna give you. What a lazy excuse! Yeah, right. Like <laughs> this Keurig variety pack. <laughs> no, that, that's, fuck that. That's the laziest excuse 
Oh man, that's I that's wish I cool. wish I would have thought of that excuse, but it is so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck him, but also I'm gonna write down his tactics because they're pretty smart. Yeah, make a wish list. <laughs> okay, uh, here's one. Uh, I've wished for a PS4. Already been told that I'm not getting one. Not as a joke like, oh, you're not getting one. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Parents have done this before, but I still got what I wished for. How do I prepare myself for a disappointment? Uh, so he's just like, how, how I, old is he? Uh, it doesn't. He doesn't say <laughs> I mean, uh, so first of all, I made a new. Uh, okay, so I've been wanting a PS4 for ages, and my parents have already told me that I'm not getting one. Even my sister, who I'm really close to, knows. Yet I've still got a slight feeling they may surprise me with it. This I'm struggling like with should... depression and anxiety and all that, but I am doing better, getting better grades in school, etc. I do deserve one, but my parents don't have the money for one. I've been told, and this Christmas, I've also been told that we're not doing a lot of presents. Okay. <laughs> what I'm asking for now is help. How do I prepare myself and expect a big disappointment if I don't get it? Okay. This well, this PS4 sounds like he, he deserves. No, he deserves a PS4. <laughs> he must be cool as hell. Uh, it's like, he, he, first of all, like you don't deserve anything. Yeah. <laughs> Except for a PS4. This guy deserves a PS4. Like, does it hurt the man? <laughs> will it suck if you don't get the PS4? Yeah, I have one. They're cool as hell. Like, <laughs> but like, you don't deserve one. No. It's fun. You deserve food. Yeah. Enjoy Christmas ham. Yeah. That's your, that's your present. Uh, put a nice slice of ham in your PS2. Yeah. And also, <laughs> if your parents can afford one, your parents can't afford one, man. Yeah, dude. Come on, dude. Let's he sounds he sounds 14 and angry. Yeah. yeah. But he's probably like 39. Sounds like a little <laughs> shit. Yeah, he's 39 years old. <laughs> I deserve one. <laughs> All right. We're going to get to the uh, to our, our first Gmail one. I'm excited. Finally. Someone emailed us. Someone emailed Holy us. Shit. For Christmas advice. Uh, let me, hold on, let me open the email. Thanks ball. for the email. <laughs> the tumblers are falling in place. <laughs> okay, we're in. That's what email sounds like. Uh -huh. Email. I, our special email. On the internet. <laughs> it's Google Mail. <laughs> Google Mail. <laughs> Dear Christmas Committee. My long-term... Thank you for using the official Christmas Committee letterhead. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Christmas Committee, my long-term boyfriend and I recently moved eight hours from home, so the holidays have become more extremely stressful. This past Christmas, my mom told me that we shouldn't split our Christmas celebrations between my family and his unless we are married. It was in all caps. I told her that wasn't fair and spending time with his family is also important to me. She responded by saying she'll continue to be mad at me for leaving her Christmas for his family's Christmas because, quote, she is more important. She also won't let us sleep in the same room in her house because we aren't married, even though we are 25 and 26 and live together. Our time during Christmas back home is very precious, and we want to spend as, we want to spend time with as many people as we can. How can I stand up to my mom without breaking her hearts? Signed, a torn soul. This sounded familiar from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine why. Uh, so, Evan, any thoughts? <laughs> oh, man, I have, I have so many thoughts on this situation. <laughs> Should uh, we explain that why yeah. we're laughing so hard? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's Evan's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evan's girlfriend. Yeah, that, that sounded real familiar. To the Christmas committee. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah, that's my girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. I don't feel like I should be giving advice to my girlfriends. <laughs> I think that it's rude that her mother won't let you guys sleep in the same room. 
Yeah, it, it it was a it was a weird situation. I didn't. I ended up not going back to Louisiana for Christmas this year. Yeah. for a myriad of reasons. Mm-hmm. One of which was I had just gotten a new job, so it mm-hmm. felt weird to be like, "Hey, thanks for the job. I'm leaving for a week." Yeah, that's always yeah. tough. Yeah, it's you, like I feel like that happens to me every year. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like that you was get, you always start a job in October. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was my main reason for not going home. But like, also, yeah, her her parent her mom specifically lives. Uh, like an hour and a half outside of where my family lives, uh-huh. so it's like difficult to make time it's for both. In the same, it's very difficult, and it has felt like her mother uh, doesn't think my family's important. Yeah, like values her time more than yours. Correct. Yeah. 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 I get I get that sometimes from uh, my boyfriend's mom. Yeah. Like she's like really upset that we're not able to like spend an entire day. Like if we could just do Thanksgiving mm. on one day or just do Christmas on one day. And, and it's like I've got like I've got my dad and my stepmom and my mom and my stepdad and my sister with her nephews. Right. Like, you know. And my family's super chill about family gatherings. Mm-hmm. You know, like we uh, I, I, I said a Merry Christmas to my family, but like I, I couldn't see them. But like. No, there was no stink made about it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And my yeah, family would, my family would be understanding if I had gone back and said, you know, Natalie's mom is being mm-hmm. such and such. So they go, oh, you know, we'll see you soon. I'm yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. My family is super cool about it, and that's all the more reason I want to see them. Mm-hmm. Is they're super cool. Yeah. I I adore the family that I see around Christmas. Yeah. So it, it definitely makes it difficult to even want to go back sometimes. Yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, I think you gotta be ready to just trade off and like sw- switch back and yeah, forth. Yeah, like put put your foot down to like everybody involved, like to mm. like the the family that's going to have something to say about it, just be like, "Hey, this day we're doing this, this day we're doing this, or we'll yeah. do Thanksgiving with you this year and we'll do Christmas." Right. Well, that's with what we ended up doing one. because so, an hour and a half. Yeah, well, I went That's a lot. We went back we went back <laughs> I for I would a, go crazy. <laughs> we went back for a wedding in November uh-huh. and I spent time with my like I spent a we stayed with my brother and sister-in-law while we were in town for the for the wedding, and we also um, uh, you don't have to whisper. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we spent t- I spent time with my family. We we stayed with my brother and sister-in-law. While we were in town for a wedding. Like I I went to my cousin's house and visited her new baby. Like in November, so that's also why I didn't feel the immediate need to go visit them for Christmas. Like I had just seen them a month ago. Uh, and once again, going back to this, my family would be understanding if we spent Thanksgiving with my family and Christmas with her family. Yeah, but. Then down the ro- line, her mom's gonna put us think about Thanksgiving. Yeah, and her mom is upset about empty nesting, mm-hmm. and like her uh, her sister is in the Air Force um, uh-huh. up in Colorado right now. Her other sister is now in Baton Rouge for college. Like yeah. she's having a rough time, and I get it. It's tough to change your lifestyle from what you've known for twenty four years. Yeah, but uh, you also get the fuck over it. Yeah. Like, that's it's time <laughs> and here's the thing with with her mom is that she'll never say any of this to me mm-hmm. her mom will never confront me with this stuff. yeah uh her mom will only be nice to my face and yep. i and i also that's wa- what they do because like i also want to tell her mom like you know that natalie tells me things you say about me right uh-huh. like if you say something about me i'm going to hear about it yeah like, it's not unknown yeah but she still just pretends like i like she doesn't know that like, i don't know yeah but i do so it's just a tough workaround but yeah I also am taking less stock of it than yeah. than she is, and I'm making less of a big deal out of it. Yeah, because I can. I'm, but it, but I'm you know, fine with it, but well, not it's, fine. With it's it. annoying and it's like kind of hurtful. It is. Like very I'm hurtful. sure it is for for Nat too. Just like hey, like 
do you understand like that we're together and we have to split our time and like we're a family unit now you know kind of so like yeah well i hope that gets cleared up yeah i i think at some point i'm just going to um probably call her mom a swear word yeah uh, to her face yeah (laughs) and that'll make everything way easier because she won't want to see me at all (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't mean for this episode to turn into a therapy session. No, it's okay. It's, okay. <laughs> it's the first time we've given real advice. Yeah, right. <laughs> Instead of just being like, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're a loser. Your dad's a loser. Your mom's a loser. <laughs> True. On all counts. <laughs> Get your sister out of there. She deserves better. <laughs> uh, well, that was our Christmas advice se- uh, section, yeah, right? that was fun. And first one. Takes us right to our second to last segment, the... Criminal cop of, of the, the week. week. Wee, wee, wee. Wait, what? I'm in jail. Clunk, clunk. <laughs> <laughs> Jing. Oh, shit. I've been arrested. This happened in a town called uh, Goshen, Indiana. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, a Goshen police officer has been arrested for operating a motor vehicle while intoxicated. At approximately 1.43 a.m., uh, a Goshen police officer conducted a traffic stop on a vehicle in, near an area where the officer heard what sounded like gunshots. Uh-huh. The driver of the vehicle, Bro- Brody L. Brown, <laughs> that's a cool name, Brody L. Brown, <laughs> 24 of Elkhart was arrested and incarcerated on preliminary charges of operating a motor vehicle while intoxicated, a Class A misdemeanor. And, and did he shoot a gun off? It, it doesn't say, but it, it, I bet he did. Says, says, yeah! I bet he did. In addition to Brown, <laughs> how could you resist? <laughs> yeah. in, in addition to Brown, two other off-duty police officers were passengers in the vehicle. A Goshen police <laughs> just officer. Just a party. <laughs> a Goshen police officer Is this with a family guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a uh, police officer with a higher date of June 13th, 2016, and Elkhart City Police Corporal Leonard Dolshenko. <laughs> These uh, names. <laughs> uh, they're all be, will be placed on administrative leave. It says. Oh yeah, because you know. Uh, don't so yeah, fire they all drunk got drunk, cops. drove around, and shot a gun. Basically, <laughs> awesome. they did super bad. That's basically, it's super bad. They did so super bad. That's oh. tight. Uh, super That's the only- sucks. <laughs> The only cop I've ever like, I fe- I feel that man. Like I get you. <laughs> I mean, if I had that kind of power, I'd probably drive around drunk, uh, like in the middle of the night. If I lived in a small town and I didn't think, you know, I'm not yeah, gonna like, you, like go making traffic stops and driving on the highway and stuff. But I'm gonna God, go do like, I'm gonna go do some fucking donuts, you know? right? And then I'm gonna eat some. Right. That's funny though. I hope they they they'll never get jail time, but. I wear my hat while I do it. Yeah. This cool hats. If he's a sheriff, he has a cool cowboy hat probably. Yeah. Well, maybe not in Goshen. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not in Goshen, Indiana. That's no, no, no. Maybe in Goshen, Florida. Yeah. I don't think there is a Probably Goshen, has like Florida. a nice like trucker hat or something. Oh, that'd be tight. <laughs> I love trucker hats. I do too. They feel so cool. <laughs> You re- are we ready for Christmas wishes? Yeah, let's do some Christmas wishes. Let's take right. this show out right. Let's take this show out right. My, cri- <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Christmas wish is, well, I got this, I ordered this Korean lipstick, and um, it's really, really pretty, and I love it. It changes your lip color with your 
the pH of your skin, um, but it tears my lips up like horribly. Oh, no. Like when like I after the the day after, they're always like really horribly chapped, and it sucks. And I wish that I could just um, break my addiction from buying uh, like five dollar lip glosses on the internet from Korea because it's like that's my like drunk uh, shopping addiction it just destroys you and it's and it's ruining my face um so yeah if anyone has any uh recommendations shoot it to the 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 podcast twitter or our gmail of like a place where I can get uh better Korean uh products (laughs) what's your Christmas wish Oh man, my Christmas wish. Come back to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I I just want money. Yeah. Yeah. How much? Uh what's a what, okay, what's a good what's a good amount of money to get for Christmas, but like that's your only thing, you, the only thing you get. Oh, if it's the only thing I get from anybody, like you just get one you get one lump sum of cash as like your your as only your gift whole Christmas gift from everybody in your life. If yeah, if it's a lump sum of money, it's my only gift I get that entire year uh-huh. from anybody. Yeah. Uh, I would say the lump sum would have to be at, l- at the very least f- like 500 bucks. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, I'm talking like, you know, minimum, like that's enough to where it's like, all right, pays my rent that month and I'll get like a video game out of that. Yeah. You know? So that, that's enough for me to be like, okay. Pay your bills and get a little treat for yourself. Yeah, that's enough to... Yeah, I like money, That's ease too. of mind. <laughs> that's, that's ease of mind for the month money. Yeah. You know? Especially after you've bought people gifts. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, no. <laughs> I've also not bought anyone anything in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Adam? Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, I want a computer that I can both run the sound on and pull up news articles on. Right <laughs> that would be I, great. Now I'm going to get you a dual monitor. <laughs> there you go. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Like one of those hackers. What if it folds <laughs> It folds out and then the second monitor folds out of the first monitor? I'll tell you like, what. We'll get a podcast studio together and then we can record all of our different podcasts in that studio. How about, that sounds great. How about, a collective. A, how about yeah. a podcast studio that I can wear as like a suit? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I can walk around with the, the soundboard cool. next to me. I plug the, the mic cord into your book. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Tired of going to the post office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good wish, man. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, well, that, well, that was wonderful. Thank you, you for coming on, Evan. Thanks for having me, Do guys. you have anything uh, you would like to promote? Uh, I know you do. Well, my podcast uh-huh. is the main thing. It's called Starring Ryan Gosling. It's delightful. It is uh, hosted by myself and my co-host, Derek Kopswa. Mm-hmm. We talk about movies, and then we remake them. And yep. Ryan Gosling's always yeah, in it. Hell. Yeah. Yeah, both of the hosts of this podcast have been on it. What? Hopefully Weird. we'll have you both on again sometime. We'd love to. No. Uh, <laughs> okay, Avery will be on it. <laughs> uh, I've had that. Twitter and Instagram, Evan Rab, Evan Rab Comedy. And then come see me do shows because I yeah. do stand-up comedy and I have a fun time doing it. Yeah, you do. Yay. And uh, you guys can follow us at the Christmas Pod on Twitter. Uh, shoot us an email at our Gmail, the Christmas Pod at Gmail. Uh, follow dot me com. at dot com, and please follow me at Avery Reed Moore. It's uh, uh, Mr. Dog colon just smart enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Adam Rabick. You can follow me at a Rabick on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, that has been a great show. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, 
yeah. The theme of this one: fuck your family. Fuck your family. <laughs> uh, if you have any questions about fucking your family, the Christmas bot at Gmail. Go to Reddit. <laughs> Reddit has a lot of advice on how to fuck your family. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Ding, ding, bye. Merry Christmas. Ding 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 ding. International.